Here we are back in the saddle again, Christopher. Right back at you. Snuff talk in the house. It's another week, and I tell you what, this week has been very nice weather-wise. Oh, my gosh. You know how I had that, like, stretches your springs about the heat? Yeah. I think Mother Earth listened to me <laughs> and said, you know what? We'll give Jerry a little, it, it's little break. crazy. It's like fall weather. I know. In the middle it's of August, beginning a- of August. Amazing. I love putting on, like, a, a zip-up yeah. hoodie, you know? Like Is a, it going away? Yes. Oh, tomorrow. no. Tomorrow. <laughs> uh, when this podcast comes out, when you're listening to this, it will be hot. And whatever I'm saying won't make any sense because you're going to say, man, it's hot. And this guy's an idiot. But before that day, before this came out, it's been wonderful and nice and cool. It was 55 degrees on my way into work this morning. It's been like that all week. It's like we all know what it's like to live in Southern California now. SoCal? Yeah. Seriously, you got on the 1 to the 405? Yeah, because it's like in the (laughs) 70s every day there. And then cool at night. I mean, I think it gets a little hotter in the winter, but not like a whole lot hotter. I was watching some of the PGA Tour today. There's a major championship going on in uh, San Francisco. San Diego? San Fernando. Yeah, a Wales. San Pedro. Um, one of those places. And they were all wearing like long sleeve hoodies and jackets. And crazy. Stuff. Well, not hoodies, just like really appropriate jackets that make them look way more sophisticated than you or I. <laughs> That type of clothing. I, we could get some sophisticated snarf talk jackets made. We anybody any could. interest out there? And anybody want a, a smart? I mean, sophisticated I'm interested in jacket? <laughs> I'm interested in this. We could probably get them done for like fifty bucks, embroidered. Probably embroidered with snarf talk with a goat. Yeah, they're gonna and then you're gonna they're gonna say you want a goat embroidered on this sophisticated jacket. Yeah, and we say yes. Yeah, we do. We want a goat, a microphone, and it be blue and red. Or like silver. We can make it like a silver on black. We could. You're right. Silver would look nice. Or blue on black. Blue on black. I don't know. Tails on the river. Push come to shove. You know how I discovered that song, by the way? I have no idea. Um, One time when I was a child or maybe a teenager. Okay. I bought, I used to buy only. Wait, wait. Teenagers are still children. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I used to buy only um, silver tab jeans from J.C. Penney. Aren't those a female jean? I don't think so. Because Amy always bought silver jeans, but they were from Maurice's. No, silver tab jeans. Okay. I think it was a, a Levi's company. Yes, it was. Silver tab Levi's jeans. Oh, all right. Because Amy always bought silver jeans. They were from Maurice's, though. And they are definitely a woman's gene. <laughs> well, this was a men's gene okay. from JCPenney. And at the time when you bought like a pair of jeans, they gave you like a CD, like one of those promotional CDs with like like new artists on it <laughs> or whatever. Did. Yeah. Like a mixed mixed artist that, CD. Yeah. And that was one of the songs. Really? And yeah. that's where you heard it? That's the first time I heard that song. I don't even remember I used who to sings get, it. I used to get uh, it's some Buffalo something. No, it isn't. Buffalo Bill. No. Your personal lotion in the bathroom because <laughs> the house are kind. That's not how he speaks at all. It's the Mark Kendall Jenner band. Nope. nope. I don't think that's it at all. It's uh, it's not. It's like a 90s band. Yeah. Well, who is it? Well, let's look that And up. it is Colt 45. Kenny, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. I knew it. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. He's very good. Old Kenny Wayne. Yeah, Shepard. I wonder if he did anything else. He was a good... One-hit uh, wonder. He was a good artist. He had a lot of things happen. Are you sure about that? After Blue on Black. Well, I know it was a huge boon for his career when he got on that Levi's Silver Tab mixed I'm positive, CD. I'm positive it was. And I'm positive he's made all of his money off of the one song yeah. that we remember. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Blue jeans, blue yeah, on black. Yeah, blue on black. A bruise. Yeah. Which they always tell you, don't mix those two colors. Really? I've yeah, never heard never, that in my life. You never put blue and black together. It looks like a bruise. Hmm. Literally never heard that. I feel like blue and black go very well together. I do too. I'm just saying I've heard this before. Never do it. People Who comes have told up me, with these rules of fashion, by the way? Kendall Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> because like some of them, there's like long-standing rules where you hear them your whole life. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, no, that's not right at all. And you're like, what are you well, talking well, about? Well, no, here's the thing. It's like you'll hear these rules and then you'll see people that just wear ridiculous clothing that to me doesn't look like it matches in the slightest nothing on you matches or looks good and then all of a sudden that's the new fashion trend yeah how does that work i don't know they'll have like half their hair hacked off and the other half spiked up and they'll have a denim jacket with corduroy pants and it's like a new big trend yeah if i wore that to work tomorrow i would be hazed to death well you're not i would be drowned you're you're not hip but I, I would be hip in that clothing, right? Mm, because nope. that's the trend. It's lifestyle. I mean, I made this trend up as of right now. I don't know if that's a trend. I just was thinking of Like, two don't wear things. white after Labor Day. That's a trend. That's a thing, right? That's like a rule. A fashion faux pas. Faux pas. That's a word don't you don't you know hear you're not supposed often. to wear white after Labor Day? Yeah, that is a thing. You can't wear white to a wedding either. That's a, that's a no-no. It's because it's always a bad day. Right, but what if it's... a white it's, wedding. But what if it's like their sixth wedding and they're not wearing a white dress to begin with? Then you wear black. Because they're dead. Or red. <laughs> the color of blood. Yes, blood red. That's um, what you No, I wear. don't know what comes up with them because it doesn't make any sense to me. And um, who knows? Well, going back to jeans, though, here's a thing that has always bothered me. And when I was talking about like female jeans, male jeans. So there have been jeans for guys that have a back pocket flap, right? Like a, on your on your butt. What do you mean a flap? Liter- literally a flap that will button closed. Oh, yeah. No, that's And not some right. of them will come pointed. They come down to a point and will button. And I've seen a lot of guys that I respect in my life that, well, wear these jeans. They don't deserve your respect. They lost it when I saw that. Uh, I've seen people wear them. You see it sometimes at like fairs. That's like what a four-year-old wears. Like Oshkosh Bagash. Yeah, it is. Only a little more feminine. Yeah. I've thought they've looked feminine where they have a flap on the back where they button on your butt. And it's like, I just don't think a guy should wear that. Now, maybe I'm misplaced on this judgment. Good old-fashioned there, Gerald. Yeah, maybe I am. I don't know. I just feel like you're never going to catch me with a flap on my butt. What about the like dragon scrolling, like the, that kind of stuff on the back pockets? That's a mm. popular trend. For men's jeans. Dragon scrolling? Not dragons, but like <laughs> designs on the back no, pocket. You I'm know not what I'm talking fan. about? I, d- I do, and I'm not a fan. Like fancy stuff. I, I don't like fancy. No. You know? I'm not a fancy person. Reba McIntyre, you could call yeah, her fancy. I was just about to say that. <laughs> um, so I think it's interesting how to like 
certain clothing goes in and out of style. Because I, I recently found out that Champion, which was always like the generic Walmart brand of our lives, yes, is now like super in fashion. And like the prices for Champion clothing has gone like through the roof. In, fa- in fashion with who? Like who makes Under these? 18 year olds or t- under 20 year olds, whatever. That's the thing. That's what they want. That's what they ask for. They want champion clothing. Really? Yes. Is this like retro? Are they are they trying to look retro or something? Maybe they just don't know they're dumb. That's just the like, thing. Come on, guys. Did you ever have the realization at some point in your life where you 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 honestly realize like I was in I was so stupid at a certain at, at your teenage years or even like early twenties? I don't know. I I don't believe. I've thought things like that before, but I think back and I go like, I don't think I was that dumb when I was a teenager. However, I probably, I will admit that I guarantee that I thought I, sm- was, I was smarter than I was. Oh yeah, I I was. But I don't think, I, thought I, was. I don't ever remember thinking like, oh, I was an idiot. I had no idea what I was doing. I always mm, felt I have had like that. I had a good head on my shoulders. No, I've thought back on myself and thought, yeah, it's pretty dumb because I've done and dumb you know things. Why? I will admit to that. Definitely. You know why? And it's because of what I feel the perception of me is from other people, even now, like to to today. People have a perception of Jerry that is a certain person. And they're thinking of that person when I was my teens and early twenties. Because I do feel like I was a different person then. Because your frontal lobe, you know, Chris, is not stop completely developed until you're like until, 25. Yeah. So if you're under 25, I'm sorry that you're an idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. And, and I honestly do believe I was. And I made a lot of decisions in my life early. But you've made a lot of good decisions. They have been good. A lot of them have been good. But there have been others that are just like, man... Where'd that come from? Like, why'd I do that? <laughs> well, I mean, I think everybody does dumb things when they're young. I'm not talking about that. I think the way I pointed, like the direction I pointed my life was a, was a good way. And I followed that path. But I don't necessarily think some of the choices or the way I acted within that path was necessarily what I am now. I think everybody, I mean, I think everybody feels that way to a certain degree, but also it, part of it is just because you change as a person. Yeah. And it's weird to look back at, you know, I could look at a 20, I have looked at 20, 21, 22 year old people and think like, why are you doing that? Like you got engaged. Why would you get engaged? And then I stop and I think, oh, I got married at 22 and was engaged when I was 20 years old. Yeah. So I have to kind of draw back on that a little bit because I may that and then I start thinking like, what did other people think when I did these things? You know, yeah. they were probably thinking like, well, this guy is making really ridiculous decisions right now. It turns out it it's panned out for me. I mean, but, people used to get married young all the time. It's like got getting older and older every well, year. Well, yeah, but that was like uh, on the prairie. No, like. <laughs> Like it was common for people to get married from the in their early twenties, like even I would say thirty years ago. Yeah, you know it's not so common anymore. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I don't know because, why either. Because right? we've extended the age of adolescence every year. The age of adolescence gets a little bit older. Like the, the to age, who, though? the age at which society 
forces people to become an adult is keeps getting older later and, older. and later and later. And it's getting to the point now where it's like almost it's probably 30 now. Well, honestly, really. I mean it's at a at a minimum 26 because you can stay on your parents' insurance until you're 26 as long as you go to school. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's not you know, people younger than that that become adults. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying on average. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it gives people a good start in life if you're not having to pay for your own insurance later. But somebody, then, I mean, your parents are paying for it, but somebody's paying for it. Somebody's paying for it. But I'm saying like that individual person may get a better start because they didn't have to pay for their own insurance or whatever, or maybe have a better like medical health life because right. of that uh but it it's getting a little a, out of control maybe yeah it could be getting a little bit out of control because like we need people to start contributing a little earlier it's a lot of coddling yeah i think that's what it's called right yeah coddling. except we don't know i mean we don't know the future so we don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing and we have children yeah what are we going to do with our kids when they're if they're 22 years old and they're still going to college. Am I going to pay for their insurance? Probably. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I, you know, like, I never would ever have a problem with that in the first place. If your kid's going to school, right? what I probably would want my kids to do when they're in college is work while they're in college. Maybe yeah. not full time, but... Do something. Have a job. Like, there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of downtime. I mean, I've been through it. I know for a fact that there's time to go to school and to have a job. Right. Because if you don't have the job, you're basically just spending that time partying. Yeah, a lot of people are. <laughs> um, yes. Which is not terrible either, but I don't even, you know, I don't know. It's an, it's an interesting conversation to, especially when you get into the whole frontal lobe thing, which just blows my mind every time Doesn't I it? think about it. it. It is mind-blowing to think about. And it is a continuum, right? I'm not saying like up until the age of 25, you're an idiot. I mean, it's a continuum, no, but right? It's always growing through that period of life. But it also makes me realize, like, the time at which we do damage to ourselves, to our brain, mm -hmm. is the time in your late teens and early 20s, for the most part, when you're doing the more, most the damage. The most growing. And it's the time <laughs> you're doing the most growing. And I would, I would reconsider that um, and encourage probably my children to not follow in the path that I followed. <laughs> yes, I would uh I would think the same way. It just I I really do feel like I had the realization or I, I don't know. I, I guess that's just a different mindset, but right now that I have at 33, so I'm only what, eight years older than twenty five, right? So yeah. I've been eight years removed from my brain growing. Well here, and here's I look back question. on it. And think, I know, I, I can physically, I think I can physically pinpoint the time in my life that I realized that I was an adult. Or yeah. like that I had, um, I don't know, a change in my mental capacity. I, I really do feel like I've, I, I understand this now. I absolutely do. I believe that you can tell that point. But it's an interesting um, thing to think about what makes you change from thinking of yourself in a certain way to thinking of yourself more as an adult is it marriage is it children or is it just an age or is it career like it's got to be one of those things right I, I don't think it's any of them besides age i really don't i don't think well you don't that's not true because because i had a, all of those things before 25 a 35 year old 
single person is not going to be at the same maturity level as a 35-year-old person with a family and three kids that are... Okay, yeah, you're right, and I, and I agree and with I'm that. And I'm not saying I'm not disparaging the single oh, no, 35 no, no, year no, old no, at no. all. And I and I don't not the I slightest. Say, when I say maturity, I don't necessarily mean that to be a negative or a positive thing. It's just there's a difference, right? I, but what I think is the difference. So I do think, um, like marriage or kids or uh, a certain career type. Um, yeah, because it can, can be can, career alone, probably. I, I mean. think those things can affect that. But I really do believe that the age is what changes you. Yeah. So your age changes you, and whatever you've done prior to this, or what you're doing at that age, is what affects the. I don't know, like not not your. I don't want to say capacity, like your mental out your outlook yeah. on things, and what your outlook was of you as a younger person, and what your outlook is going into your, you know, into the future. I think a lot of what you've done affects that. Um, so, like, I have a different outlook being married young and starting a career where I'm at early um, and having kids relatively early. Well, I mean, I was 25 when I had my first kid. So that was right when yeah, my brain I was, I was 30. closed in. Or 29. So not that big well, of a difference. Right? Yeah, not really. My brain was just done forming. Yeah. It just was it was just knitted it was together. Just ready to become soup again. <laughs> yes. So that is a thing. It's like So do you think if you had kids before your your frontal lobe was fully developed in your mid twenties, um, the sleep deprivation of having children would affect your mental cognitive development? So I've been sleep deprived for a long time. Yeah. And you just are with kids with kids. Even when they start sleeping like good, you still are. So to be honest, I feel like I was at a little bit of an advantage because prior to ever having kids, I worked a swing shift and the army taught me that you'd really don't need sleep in the slightest Except whatsoever. Of horrible message because it's completely untrue and then, by every scientific standard that we know oh, no yeah no physically health wise you absolutely do oh but you're just saying but i'm you saying can like still be productive function wise yeah. being productive in your life you you really don't need that much sleep because you can continue on so i had had that early in my life where i didn't really sleep that much when a lot of other people of my age were sleeping a hell of a lot more like amy had slept until noon, you know, like I came back from a deployment and she was still sleeping until 1130. And I was like, this is ridiculous. You need to wake up. Like we have things to do. And, and even to this day, I think that's what formed me into, I, I personally never want to sleep. I never want to go to sleep. I don't want to take naps. I want to be awake all the time. Cause I feel like it's a lot more fun. Me too. I'm the same way. I feel exactly the same way. I like Every night when I go to sleep, it's because I'm crashing to sleep. Yes. That's, it's because I unintentionally Now, I fall, have a much harder time getting up in the morning than you do. But that is a, a, a big problem I've it's had It's not my whole easy life. for me. I don't like waking up, but I do, I do seem to like... Once I'm up, it's, it's great just the physical you've... act of getting out of bed. Correct. The physical act of getting out of the bed. Once I'm out of the bed, it's all of a sudden like, boom. Oh, I'm, see, not me. I'm there. It takes me a long time. I, I really don't start firing on any cylinder until like after lunch. Really? 
Yeah. So I mean, I mean lo- I, I, after lunch, I literally have no ambition to do anything. I see. I'm like an afternoon, evening, per- night person. I absolutely hate the afternoon. And then once dinner time happens, I'm like back at it again, yeah. where I wanna, I wanna rock and roll. But from I would say two o'clock until five o'clock. I don't want to do anything. I don't want people to speak to me. You need to be a uh, span. You need to do a siesta. I do. I need siestas. Siesta I really do. But you just said you don't want. But to I sleep. hate naps. I don't ever want to take a nap. Uh, I, I just want to like sit there, quiet with nobody I, I don't speaking. Get to me. how people take naps because if I ever have ever taken a nap, it's very rare. But if I take a nap, I'm shot the rest of the day. I'm just groggy. Yes. and I feel terrible. You can't wake up from them, right? Nope. Cannot do it. I never have. I've never been able to do it, Amy can take a nap every two hours if she wanted to and wake up and be like, man, I feel great. And then yeah. two hours later, she'd be like, maybe I'll take a nap again. And she'll take a nap and be like, yeah, this was wonderful. I love sleeping. That's stupid. <laughs> and she knows my feelings on this, and she thinks it's absolutely stupid that I don't ever want to sleep. They say naps are great. Power nap, uh, right? And my dad was always really good at it. My dad could sit in a chair for 20 minutes and fall asleep and wake up and feel refreshed. Perfect. Yeah, I I don't get it. We're not meant to sleep in one big chunk. That's one thing they think because of our... Because they never used to. Our hunter-gatherer beginnings as a species, like ten, thousand, tens of thousands of years of evolution, um, has not. that's not the way it was set up. They used to like sleep in like four-hour chunks, like well, maybe three times a day or something like that. And so that. I think there's something written about uh, like Thomas Jefferson and some of like... Yeah. The greatest minds that we've ben had, Franklin, but or yeah. Ben Franklin. That's right. That's who it was. Where he would sleep in like, like two hour increments, yeah, like throughout the day, like three hours. Wake up and then do something for five hours, and then sleep for another three or four, and wake up. And he'd be up in the middle of the night doing things all the time. And I don't know. Maybe there is something to that. I think that would have been a lot easier before the ages of computers and smartphones and televisions. Until we were indoctrined in school to be the eight-hour workday. Yeah. See, that, that's know? the problem with um, television, like media, like screens, oh, right? don't even get me There's started. always something <laughs> to distract yourself from productivity. 100%. <laughs> I mean, think about how productive people were like the founding fathers, right? Yeah. They're kind of frowned upon in today's day and age right now. But those people, when you look back at how old they were, the people that wrote the Declaration of Independence were younger than what we were. We are right now, some of them. Some of them, yeah. Not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. We're like 28, 30, 32. Yeah. These are young people. I who, wouldn't trust a 28-year-old to carry my hat. <laughs> yeah, I hear, yeah. exactly i would be like there's some 28 year olds here uh, they can carry the pens to the signing yeah right and they were writing the thing right and have you seen their penmanship yeah impeccable unbelievable how how were they taught to write this well i write like a stroke patient in fifth grade yeah like a fifth grade person that was never taught anything in his life just like a small child that has no ability whatsoever. That is how I write as a 33-year-old. It's embarrassing. I hate showing people how I write. And I have tried so hard. I've watched videos on the internet, and I've tried to make myself write better. And I can't do it. I have, 
I have something wrong with my arm. I don't know what it is, my arm and my eyes. I can't see, first of all. I've got really bad eyes. It's just terrible. <laughs> it must be awful being yeah, you. But I can't I got, see. I can't write. <laughs> I can't got, sleep. Well, I've got corrective lenses, Chris. These these things on my face. They correct my vision. So I can actually see with the lenses on. But my arm doesn't work to what my eyes want it to do. Maybe you're meant to be left-handed, but everybody just made you be right-handed. I am left-eye dominant. That's odd. So I shoot left-handed, um, and that was the military showed me that. They're like, yeah, you're absolutely left-eye dominant. Do not shoot right-handed. And my dad always like forced me to shoot right-handed, and I could never hit anything. And then the military showed me that I was left-eye dominant. Now I can actually shoot correctly and, wow. and do things. But I cannot use my left arm. It, you could cut it off, and it would not bother me in the slightest, <laughs> to be honest. Uh-huh. I just can't use it. And but then my right arm can't write very well. It's and I'm short, so like it just it's just one after another, Chris. So people got no reason. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, real quickly though, I I wanted to mention that what you know when people always say like you get um like you for the rest of your life you you never like there's a certain age where the rest of your life you feel that age. A lot of people say it's like eighteen. Like the rest of your life, you feel you inside. Okay, you feel yeah, like yeah. an eighteen-year-old, yes. even though you're not. What age is that? It's not eighteen, clearly. No, it's clearly not I think eighteen. That age is twenty-five, and I don't think that's. No, I don't think it's twenty-five for me. What is it? You know, I would say. I don't think it's twenty-five. So this either, relates. Actually. I think maybe it's twenty-eight. That's what I was gonna say. Is twenty-eight? Yes, yeah. that's, that's the number I was gonna say. I think it's twenty-eight for me. Um, I don't know why. I feel like at 28, I reached a certain peak of, or I wouldn't say peak, peak a certain peak low, Jerry. a certain low of what my physical health was. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's never been able to like, it's ascend. never going to get better. It's never been able to ascend since then. And it was like, okay, well, this is, see for me, this the, is me. The, and this is the way I felt since then. The peak of my physical health was probably like, 14, 15 years old, and it's all been downhill since then. Oh, well, the peak... It's, from, called, it's called wrestling practice. Yeah. The peak for me was like 1920, for sure. Like, that was my peak. 1920? Oh, ni- okay. Yeah. 19 or 20, Yeah, I should say. Sorry. Ni- I that's because you're in the slash. military, though. Right. That's, that's exactly why. So 19 or 20 years old, that was my peak. Um. But after, yeah, after that, it was basically all a very slow It's all descent. downhills. It's all Twinkies and tacos. But that didn't happen to me, though, and for a long time. At Bush Apple. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I have one of those. They're fine. You know, I wanted to like these a lot. I wanted to be like, greatest thing ever Bush Light, created. It's the whole Bush Light thing's gotten a little out of control. I think we can all agree to that. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's the you betcha like it's, it's gotten a little much. Like, we all get it. It's it's very trendy. It's like when Paps was when I was in college. Yep, PBR. PBR it's the same thing. It's the same movement. Yeah. Now I nobody agree with you. Nobody will. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Nobody drinks PBR anymore. They still have it on tap at Honest Abe's. Well, I've never seen anybody order it. No, I doubt anybody <laughs> drinks it. Um. So yeah, I would say it's twenty eight. But here's the thing with the like mental thing. So I had a guy at work when he was getting ready to retire. 
And this guy was, I think he was right at 60, 60, 61. He was retiring and he was what he was called a, a shift chief, right? At work. And he retired and I ended up getting that spot of his. This would have been in like 2010, late 2010. And I never forgot it. He told me, he said, listen, he said, I still believe that I'm a 25-year-old guy. Like my mental, and he said, he's like, I still think like I did when I was a, a young man. He said, but my body is just not that way anymore. It's like I physically am not that person. He said, but my mind has never changed. Yeah. And that really has struck me the, the rest of my life. It's like, as, as old as you get, like my grandpa's 85, and I was thinking about him, and I was like, man, he, could st- he still thinks about things the same way he did as when he was 25 years old. I, he still thinks of things when he was 20 years old. You know what I mean? Like, there is an age where it's like set in stone, though. Like, that's what you can revert back to. So I do, I do feel like for me, it would be 28. Like that's when I realized I was basically an adult. Um, I had two kids at that point, a career, you know, whatever. And I think that's what I would revert back to. Like even when I'm 65, 70, 80 years old, whatever it is, it will, however long I live, I think I will have the mindset that I did from 28 on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what it would be. But that always struck me. I was like, huh, that's true. That's yeah. got to be true, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, do, I think your perspective changes a little bit, and you're, you're more patient as you get older. Sure. But other than that, I mean, yes. But it's also the season of your life. Like, the season of your life changes, so you may be a little more um, patient in certain areas because you, it doesn't affect your life the certain same areas, way. Certain areas, you're less patient. Yeah. And it doesn't like with kids, you know, you always see grandparents as different than your parents. You know, like my parents are different than they were with my kids than they are with me than they were with me than you are with your kids. Exactly. And you see that. And it's because our kids don't affect their lives the same way we affected theirs at the time. They don't live. It's the old adage of like, we get to send them home with you. Right. You know, that's why. So you get the fun part. And then send them home. You don't yeah. have to do the bedtime routine and, you know, listen to them whine and complain about having to brush their teeth. Right. Or I just don't make my kids brush their teeth ever. Right. I just don't wash them. <laughs> I don't. I don't make them do anything. We do a really piss poor job of teeth brushing in our house. Really? Not for me. I'm a stickler. I have to brush my teeth a lot. It's just just the fact of like making your kid do it. Yeah. That's really hard to do. And I don't ever like think to. If I was a single parent, my kids wouldn't have teeth, probably. <laughs> the only reason my kids have a good dental program is because of my wife. They'd have uh, <laughs> no toothbrush. They wouldn't own one. They would gargle <laughs> with Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, no. I get, I'll, I'll, I'd make them try to. I'd force them to use Listerine, as painful as it would be for a child. Oh, man. I love that stuff. I really do, too. That's so refreshing. So I told Amy that I didn't want to use a different mouthwash because it didn't burn. Yeah, no way. You got to have the burn. It feels That's good. the way I feel. It doesn't necessarily feel good, but I feel like it's cleaning. Then. Yeah, I don't know why. I just like, you know what I mean. I like that. So, she's like, no, like all like all these mouthwashes are 
cleaning your mouth. Like any doctor or dentist would tell you this. I think they're bullshit. I was like, I think that's I'm, wrong. To be honest with you, I think they're fake. I think it's bullshit. Like all mouthwash, you think? All of it. Oh, no, I don't think it's fake in the slightest. I feel like we could look up some. I feel like nine out of ten dentists would recommend mouthwash. You know, not, I could make <laughs> nine out of ten anybody do anything if you pay them enough money. That's very true. Uh, mouthwash isn't actually useful in regards to maintaining oral hygiene. That, that's one article that you just happened to click <laughs> on to make your point. No, it's just the first one that came up. Right, because you searched is... What did you search? Um, is, is mouthwash, mouthwash effect, effective? Oh, is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Um, I talked to a couple dentists. All right. And that that's done. <laughs> uh, it can kill STDs, according to Vice. So there you go. Mm. How, well, how do you have to put that on? Okay, here we go. Listerine, colon, not worth the trouble. Um, What's the trouble? That's also from naturaldentistry.com. So I don't know, man. I just don't know. I think maybe it's just a placebo. No, I think it's physically killing bacteria in your mouth because you've got your... It might give you better breath, but do you think it improves oral hygiene? Yeah, because bacteria is eating away at your gums. But bacteria is not always a bad thing. Some bacteria. We're mostly bacteria. You ever I, think about that sometimes? You're right. Do you ever think about the fact that as a really human don't. being, we are really just a collection of other organisms? Isn't that freaking weird? <sighs> that is weird. We're like a just a big pus ball. If you if you if you if an alien, right, came to outside Earth and looked down and they're like, what is the dominant life form here? They wouldn't think we are. It would be the bacteria, bacteria that make us up and that live amongst us. You're right. And we can't live without those bacteria. We yeah. can't. Flora, as they'll call it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is weird. We Isn't are it crazy that like but... mitochondria, right, mm-hmm. are like part of us? They're not like a bacteria. They're like part of us as human beings. Correct. But they're like other organisms. They are. Yeah. This is, I don't even know where to go with this, but you're right. We're literally made up of like random things. Well, it's not necessarily random. It's put together correctly. But because I don't know if you've looked at me, Chris, I'm pretty perfect. And they're found in all cells of nearly every organism. Mitochondria? Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with that, but and they're also the inspiration for midichlorians. <laughs> yes, they are absolutely the. Inspiration <laughs> no, but I just think it's weird when you think about it. You, you, you know, we think of ourselves as just like a thing, but we're not. We're like a collection of a bunch of things. A lot of things. Yeah, that is true. We're like swamp thing. We're all swamp I, thing. You're right. That's why I've always called myself swamp thing. Not always, but in 2006, I put my Facebook a bio as swamp things. Yeah. Story. <laughs> so enough of that deep thinking. Should we get on to some news here? Yeah, so that we got, went we got in a wild stuff. trip because we started with blue jeans. And we started with <laughs> Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And blue it, on black. <laughs> that's how it all started. Blue on black. Tears about butter. Bush on the shove. Is a dead man's touch. Joker on Jack. 
Beer son on Berto. Push on the shoe, but don't do that. Whisper on the hill, nothing change a thing, doesn't bring you back. Blue on black. That's that's pretty good. It really is. I enjoy that. Enjoy that song a lot. Um, Five Finger Death Punch redid that. That's not very good. I'm just telling you. Those guys definitely have scrolling on their pockets of their jeans. They probably do. <laughs> if they wear jeans. They're black if they wear them. The black jeans? Uh-huh. I really don't like black jeans at all. Now that I think of it, they always fade. You remember at 4-H when we were kids, they they made you wear white. If you showed dairy, they made yes. you wear white jeans. They still do. But nobody had white jeans, so you had to Clorox bleach regular jeans. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, that's what my mom did anyway. Maybe they sold. Did you white show jeans. dairy cows? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had dairy cows all like all through. Really, mm-hmm. Lowry's like from. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but that's what I guess. Maybe they sold white jeans, and my mom was just like, "I'm not buying white not jeans one. for one day of the year." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna take an old pair of blue jeans and bleach the shit out of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that worked so well. I mean, it's bleach. I guess I've never bleached anything. Denim is just. White jeans that they color blue. Stop it. No, I made that up. I, I didn't know what I was saying. But it feels right. <laughs> it feels right. I guess it would be right. It's made out of I mean, cotton. Cotton's white. It immediately turns white with bleach. It has so. to be dyed a color. Denim. Yeah. Indigo. Is indigo. it indigo? That's like purple, isn't it? No, that's a blue. Mm. Roy G. Biv. Blue, indigo, violet. So it's like a shade of blue-purple. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Which I feel like blue jeans are. No. I feel like it's the in-between. I mean, they're definitely blue. I guess it depends on the brand. Yeah. Yeah. If you're getting silver jeans. Silver tabs. Yeah. Silver. (laughs) All right. Let's let's move on. All right. Hopefully the video is working here because I just got a screen that looks like. Looks awful. Stop it. The iPad is failing. Yeah, that's always worked. Shake it. Just keep shaking <laughs> it's it. It's like a notch sketch, right? That's how uh, it works. I think so. <laughs> so we have some news. So this week we aren't doing a top 10. We're not doing a top 20. We're not doing anything fancy. And sorry, it's, we'll never do a top 20 again. Yeah, ooh, sorry, Jeez. Craig. You told me that you don't like top 20s. Well, you know what? We liked top 20s because have you looked at the 80s or 90s comedies? Have you... Have you there's a lot of them the library of comedic movies from those two decades there are too many to pick from and for you to try to force that on me i just i will not stand for no and i think chris had the right mindset on saying we need to do a top 20 because i have 47 (laughs) movies picked for this top 10 and we're gonna (laughs) we still have to do our patreon for the um Extra bonus. Yeah. So we're not going to do that tonight. But anyway, we got some news. I got a couple news. First, I'll go. Um, I posted these two, so they're pretty. Um, they've, we've, they've been out there a little bit. But Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. That, has that's a play. That's a, f- a streaming app, right? Officially hit its five-year subscriber goal in nine months. Five years worth of subscribers that they projected they would have. Yeah. Or or a goal that they projected they would have 
in nine months. Yeah. This is a pretty That's crazy. timely release, though, when you, re- they, <laughs> yeah. you specifically release your streaming service right before a pandemic. They did this on purpose. Yeah, oh, I think they created the pandemic. Disney has the you power. Disney did? Oh, yeah. Um, In conjunction I, with Russia? I also, China? Yeah, China. 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 I also think the Hulu bundle option was big. Yeah, Because it's I basically, agree. if you had Hulu already, you'd be an idiot not to bundle it. Right. You got a I mean, lot of things from that. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge deal. I've never even turned on ESPN Plus, so I have no idea what that's about. But I, I, I know a couple yeah. other people that have had it and said that it's kind of not very good. ESPN Plus? Yeah. Why? I, it doesn't have what they want it to have, apparently. Oh. Apparently, it doesn't have a lot of golf. So it it was like playing golf. golf today. That's where well, I watched I it. It was the tournament today. You know, I have found that Disney Plus has become the go-to streaming app in our house when it when it relates to children. 100%. Um, yeah. We so put we, it on. We watch it. It's on all the time. Yeah. Now, there isn't like a whole lot that I watch on there other than The Mandalorian and we've talked about in some of the documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and there's all of Rebels and Clone Wars. Well, yeah, good point, good point, good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you literally spent two months watching Rebels and only Rebels. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, anyway, I think that is crazy. It's, I mean, I wouldn't, it doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Well, the f- the fact is, their five year subscriber. I mean, goal that is surprises pretty incredible. Me. Yeah. Um, so, what is the number? Do we know the number of how many people have subscribed up, up to the nine months? Well, um, in their third quarter fiscal report, um, fifty seven point five million are subscribed at this point. That seems low. Um, yeah, because I think Netflix is over a billion, right? They are over a billion served. Yeah, but. Netflix has also been around since 2009. And it's like way big in other countries too. Right. I think that that helps that. It was all um, because of the mail out DVDs. An increase of 3 million subscribers since the start of May. So really the pandemic, the meat and potatoes of the pandemic is only responsible for adding in like another 3 million. Wow. Um, that really isn't that much. Oh, Netflix has 193 million. Sorry. Not even close to a billion. No. But a, almost a fifth of a billion. But I know, but so take that in consideration, 193 million and Disney plus already has 57. Let's call it 58 by this point. And you're two thirds of the way there. And I don't know if it's international or not. I have no idea. Or no, one third of the way there. And um, so it's number two in the streaming service. It's above Amazon Prime and Hulu. I did not think it would be above Amazon Prime. So, how's that possible? Hulu subscriptions stand at 35.5 million. There are less than 57 million people that have Amazon Prime. What are you people doing? I have no idea because they have the best content. Holy smokes. And the two day shipping, which doesn't matter at this point. Now, in time, granted, too, with Disney Plus, they basically gave it away for free. They did. I mean, to anybody, a lot of people. Anybody that has Verizon got it for free for a year. That's and, a lot of people. And a lot of people had the option, like me, to get it for three years for super cheap. I paid it's, like a hundred bucks. That's for what three I did years. too. Yeah. It, th- I mean, and then in they the gave Midwest, me, and then especially, it, and then they gave me my Verizon year on top of it, so I already got four years paid for. Me too. Yeah. 
That's what Amy was just asking me. What do we pay for Disney Plus? I said, absolutely no money. <laughs> yeah. For the next three years, we will not pay money for Disney Plus. Yeah. So that brings me to my next article, which also pertains to Disney Plus. Really? They made a big announcement. What is that? Mulan. They did. Will be coming out in September, but it will not be coming out. Well, it will be coming out theatrically to any theaters that are open, which mm-hmm. is not a lot. Um, and probably less by September. It probably won't be very much. Um, but they have also announced they're throwing in an option to rent the movie for thirty dollars mm-hmm. at home on Disney Plus only. So that's going to bring a lot of subscribers, I would imagine. I think so. Um, I'm, I've said it many times. I'm extremely excited about this movie. I mentioned on this podcast there were only two movies that I would pay $30 to rent, and that was one of them. You did, yeah. And I'm excited about it because it's not a musical. No. Uh, and th- now, I love musicals. I love everything about a musical. I would love this movie just as much if it was a musical. But I think it's a good thing that they've reverted it to a more... Yeah, serious. It looks, like, it looks like a hero, like Jet yeah. Li's hero. It does. I mean, I would still take like, I'll make a man out of you. They can't do that in today's day and age. No. But that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so, that's what she's doing. I agree, though. Uh, this is a good move. This is a very good oh, move. Oh, yeah. And this we is, talked about this on the last podcast, didn't we? Because I brought up a story about uh, Bill and Ted going to Video On Demand. Oh, yeah. And how Tenant, so Tenant, Christopher Nolan's apparent masterpiece, it looks fine. It doesn't look as good as everybody is saying. I what, know. A lot of people are blowing this out of the water. I don't, I don't know, know what's why. What's going on here with this movie? People I, are like already. I'm intrigued by it, and I'll probably watch it. Um, I probably wouldn't go to a theater, though, but if you put it on video on demand, I'd buy it. All day. All day. That's the thing. So Bill and Ted have done it. They're going to be out in September. Yeah. Um, And you can watch that. This is 100% going to determine the future for Black Widow. They're going to wait and see what Mulan does. They have to put it out. But here's the great thing about it. I mean, so... You can't hold all these movies back. Not only can Disney, A... Make a hundred million dollars from the rental fees, probably. Yeah. They trolls did. I don't know why Mulan wouldn't. Right. But also, you can only rent it by subscribing to Disney Plus. Right. It's a so win. It's a. I mean, it's not like it's going to be on Amazon too. And I don't think this. But I, I just found out a new piece of news. Oh, what's that? Literally, right now. Okay. If you rent Mulan, you get it as long as you continue your Disney Plus subscription. So it's basically buying it. Yeah. The only way you lose it is if you cancel Disney+. Plus. Hmm. So I would have paid $30 to buy it no matter what. Right. So would I. I so, would have too. I mean, because I generally, those types of movies I generally buy. Because I, I hate renting it five then, times for the kids to watch. Yeah, you know? and exactly. By that time, you could have just bought it. Yeah. I don't know how much my kids are going to watch th- this movie, Mulan. Yeah, I don't know either, but we'll see. Because they really don't. I mean, they've watched the the animated movie. I don't think my kids care about the animated movie at all. We, we've watched it, and the boys seem to enjoy it, but not anywhere close to the other Disney movies, like any other movie you could think of. Right. Um, so I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm very intrigued by this, and I'm going to buy it. And I think that's the right way to go. I think that all of these movies that have been set up to be released in this year should go on video on demand. They're, these 
production companies are not going to make any money off of these movies because theaters aren't going to open for a long time. Yeah. The majority of theaters, the where where you're going to make your money. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Get it out on video on demand, however you want to do it, on whatever platform you want to put it out on, and and make some money off the movie. You don't have to do. I mean, they've already spent so much it's money having this made and promoting this it. This movie and doing was supposed this thing. to come out in May. It's done. Yeah. Like you, you need to get some revenue off of this. Yeah. And the only way to do this at this point is by putting it on video on demand. If that movie blows up and makes hundred million dollars or whatever it makes, that Disney stock, boy, it's going. And I don't think it'll push people away from getting the movie by having to subscribe to Disney Plus. I don't think that will hold anybody back. Well, I think most most of your audience. Um, well, think, just think of it this way. There's, we just said it, 58 million Disney Plus subscribers. Let's say 20 million of them rent this movie. Yeah. 20. That's less than half. All right? Yeah. 20 million times $30. Term times $30. Yeah. I mean, I can't That's do that math. Six. I don't want to do it because I'd be embarrassed if I got it completely <laughs> yeah. wrong. But 20 million times 10 no, that's like 600 is 200 million. million. Right? It'd be 600 million. That's right. $600 million. Which is what it would make in theaters. Probably make a billion in theaters. You think Milan would? I think that it would have the potential to eventually... So let's say it does make $600 million in theaters. Disney doesn't get all that money because the theaters get a profit of that as well. Correct. They get probably, I wouldn't say half, but they get a good chunk of it. On video on demand. They get all they don't, of it. They don't have to pay anybody. And they don't have to pay a distributor because they are the distributor. And they're making the subscription money on maybe 5 million of those people. Yeah, and say it brings another 10 million subscribers. That's what I mean. Like right. five, Let's say it's even 5 million subscribers. So you get the video on demand money and the subscriber money. This is a win-win. Yeah, it's for everybody. It's a game changer is really what it is. So, this is why I said for the past year, streaming services are going to destroy theaters. Theaters will always be there in a certain capacity. In a, in a large market, in a, in a populated area, because there's just enough people that are willing. But Correct. in rural areas, they're never going to exist again. But our world has changed in the last six months. Yeah. And, and it will continue to change until like mid-November. And, and we're at a point where you're forced to be in a streaming, like... I'm a streaming girl. In a streaming world, imagination, in my eyes, balls. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, that's all I got for news, but you got a bunch more. I do have some other articles we can talk after you finish here. So, yes, I have some. Um, Keanu Reeves, he's a man. He has done some movies. He has done the John Wick franchise, correct? Yeah. They are filming a John Wick 4 uh, chapter four. I guess it's time it. for me to catch up on one through three. You've never watched a John Wick movie? No. Oh, they're fun. I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking by any means, but it's fun to watch him in those movies. It's, it, I enjoy them thoroughly. They're making a fourth movie. It's almost done. And they have come out and said that as soon as this chapter four, the fourth movie is wrapped, they are immediately starting to film chapter five. Oh, wow. That's insane. Yeah. They're making they a make a lot of money. John Wick movie, and he does it very, very well. It plays right into like his wheelhouse of what he does as an actor, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think it's very good. He 
that character for him, I think, is bigger than The Matrix. I think it's bigger... Well, it is just in the simple fact that it's more timely. I mean, The Matrix is so old. It is, but Nobody I'm Nobody saying... under the age of like 30 even probably remembers or knows what The Matrix is. Like I would. 25, say. Yes, you're right. But I'm saying I think this this is absolutely like what his career is going to be based off of in 40 years when we talk about Keanu Reeves. I think John Wick will be first. Mm, not for and me. And then you'll talk about The Matrix. Not for me. No, but the, I'm saying the, the overall populace. For me, it's The Lake House all day long. I don't even know that movie. <laughs> That's think, a movie that I think he's it's done? a movie with him and Sandra Bullock where they live in different times and they put messages to each other in the mailbox of a house. I mean, her, him and Sandra Bullock was in Speed. I don't so, think they were in Lake House together. What, why do I don't even know that movie. It's Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Oh, all right. Sandy, a 2006 American romantic drama film. 2006, huh? Yeah, starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Okay. Um, I don't know. It was written. The film is a remake of the South Korean motion picture something. The story centers on an architect living in 2004 and a doctor living in 2006. Is that how that's pronounced? Yeah. Architect. Architect. (laughs) The two meet via letters left in a mailbox at the lake house they have both lived in at separate points in time. They carry on correspondence over two years, remaining separated by their original difference of two years. Okay. Yeah. Kenosha, hmm. Wisconsin. Oh, up in Kenosha. Yeah, Kenosha. Yeah. Ah, there. I don't know why we say, I mean, you know, say it like that. Canadians. It's like right over the border. Yeah, ah, it's literally Kenosha. like an hour away. <laughs> eh? But they got a cheese palace. Up in so Kenosha. We're good. And the Bristol Renaissance Fair. It is right by Kenosha, isn't it? Yeah. And there's like a, isn't there that big uh, fly-in thing? No, that's way further north. Oshkosh? Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oshkosh. Oshkosh um, Bagash. Yeah. Second reference to that in this Boom. episode. You're welcome. Bringing that franchise back. So Keanu Reeves, John Wick 5. He also has a comic book coming out this month. I don't know much about it, but he, he has written a comic book. I didn't know and that. And it comes out in August. Hmm. I, I had that down on my news and I forgot about it. Okay. Yeah. Number five. He's making that. Uh, that's all with that news article. Um, there is uh, Black Adam. Comic book character, DC comic book character. Yeah, that one that I don't know anything about. Me either. I don't know anything about him as well. Uh, The Rock is playing him. This is for sure. The Rock is going to be Black Adam. They have now released the cast and when it's going to film. So it's set to film 2021. And they also set the release date for December 2021. So do you believe that they're going to film this movie and release it in the same year. Um, what were the months again? It just says it's going to be filmed in 2021, and the release date is December 2021. Yeah, it's doable. You think so? If they can COVID, if they can start filming in the beginning of the year, yeah, they can do it. I doubt it. I guarantee you, it'll be pushed back and the, it will not be released. The in Rock is a hard worker, man, and I'm all in for this because I think you can put the Rock in anything, and I'll watch it. I do agree as well. And other big news with The Rock. Do you Ooh. know what he did? Ran for president? No. Because I'd vote for him. No. It's something more ridiculous than that. Oh, no. He and his companies, whatever he's involved with, have bought the XFL out of bankruptcy. 
Oh, that's not necessary. No, it is not. <laughs> and I am very surprised that he is involved with this. Wasn't Obviously, he in the XFL, right? Didn't he participate in that? Or I don't was know. that I don't think so. I think uh, he was bu- in the WWF. A bunch of wrestlers played in the XFL though. Like maybe Goldberg. In the beginning of it, like years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning. So Vince McMahon is the one who started the XFL, who also ran WWE. I think that's why there was a lot of wrestlers in it. And I could see that happening. I just don't understand why he's putting himself in a position to get this franchise out of bankruptcy for the second time. They only paid $15 million. That's it? That's like probably less than what his house cost. That's true. That's probably true. <laughs> but think about the money it would take to jumpstart that. That's what I like mean. You'd so have you to pay fifteen million to get million. to get the XFL, and then you have to, like, all of these players have to be paid. There's still stadiums that they're using. There's promotion. There's what so was that? Many Do you things. remember what the big selling? I mean, I watched XFL at the time. The big selling point was they didn't do kickoffs, right? They did something where they all ran towards the ball. Honestly, I have no idea. They did this thing where I think everybody lined up on the same side of the field. And they kicked the ball to the other side, and just everybody ran to the ball. Or really, something, something weird like is that, that. Like rugby? Does rugby do that stuff? I don't know, man. But I'd rather watch rugby. There's Why don't a, we get a rugby thing? Going? There's a lot less rules in the XFL. I know, like they can be rougher, and it's kind of like arena football and regular football mixed. Like Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie was a big arena guy. Yeah, and but in he also Canada. is he Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian. He also had a drop kick. He was a quarterback, but he drop kicked a ball for a field goal. He's maybe he's not Canadian, but he played in the Canadian Football League. That's before he came to the NFL. He okay, was yes. But I just remember him. He's considered a, the, one of the greatest players in Canadian football history. I just remember him being a quarterback. And then at one point, they brought him in as a kicker, a field goal kicker, and they hiked the ball to him. He grabbed it. And he dropped it off the ground. Oh yeah! And kicked the ball through the field. Look, it's it so was dumb. I hate it when they do that, but it's cool. They very, very rarely I've seen ever people do, that do in it games, though. but he did it in a game and made it, and it was a big deal. Yeah, that's all I remember from him. He's a, he's a. I see. Sometimes he's a commentator, right? I don't know if he yeah. does that anymore. I don't know. The NFL people are like protesting the NFL now, so maybe the XFL will jump out there. Maybe with the Rock involved with it, I don't. Maybe it'll bring a lot more people Listen, involved. I don't I'll, know. I'll a lot smell more people. what they're cooking. We'll see. Will you? Yeah. I don't think you will. Will I watch it? Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. Unless it's on like. So you won't smell what they're cooking. You won't even be involved with what they're cooking. Unless it's on like Sunday night primetime, like ABC channel, NBC football night in America, something like that. No. Because where are you going to find it? I'm not going to search. I have it. no idea. They'll probably have a streaming channel. I just think it's a losing. It probably costs eight ninety nine a month to subscribe. It is a losing proposition for The Rock, but he has the money to give. Yeah, it's fine. All, All right. because of Jumanji. Yep. All right. Next. Um, what is this called? So, No Time to Die, James Bond movie. Yes. It is going to premiere overseas. They're going to have an actual movie premiere where people go to it. They're all going to social because distance. Nobody and, in the rest of the world appears to have COVID except for the United States. Right. <laughs> yeah. At this point, that really is what it seems like. And they're having a movie premiere for No Time so to Die. Convenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. Um, so at this movie premiere, 
all of the people involved, the bigwigs, the producers and everything, have banned Ben Affleck from coming to the premiere. Why? So Ben Affleck is not in the movie. Yeah, he has nothing to, to do with the movie. He has nothing to do with this. But he is dating uh, one of the lead roles. Her, It's a woman obviously named Anna de... Armas. Okay. I don't. She's the female in the movie. The female James Bond. She's. I don't know what. I have no idea what her role is. Okay. I didn't look into it this far because I don't care. Okay. I'm gonna watch the movie, but I just I didn't want to get that deep into it. <laughs> I wanted to more so talk about how they're banning Ben Affleck from the premiere. Why? He cannot attend with his date, or or if she refuses and says he's coming then she's not allowed to come even though she's in the movie because he's american or they said the film premiere has it's this is what it says the film premiere has been a long time coming and franchise bosses want the spotlight to be on the stars of the film it would be a disaster if it was all about Ben's mushy PDAs with Anna overshadowing the event. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> and life. That's what they just released. How dumb is that? He can't come because they don't want... Because he might attract too much attention? Yeah. Wow. To their movie. I want to find his publicist and just... Somebody needs to get fired. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It's pretty ridiculous that you don't want a big name in Hollywood to be at your event... Because you don't want people to pay attention to him. <laughs> Isn't that stupid? Yes, it is stupid. They wanted, and it says, they they want Daniel Craig and the other stars to get the attention. They will still. He's freaking James Bond. Uh, of course he's going to get attention. If Ben Affleck doesn't show up at that premiere with a like paste-on mustache... <laughs> and those got those glasses with the nose yeah then i don't know what the hell is going on i i don't get it i think this is like unwarranted like negativity towards ben affleck for some reason just because he's dating this woman i i don't get it very odd but that's apparently what they're doing there you go i don't know when the premiere is set don't care anymore yeah i mean i never cared about premieres <laughs> nope. to be honest but they're still having it um yeah, so good old Ben Affleck. Uh, the next one, there is a house in Florida. They used this house to film. A lake house? Um, no, it's like by the ocean. Okay. Because it's in Florida. Ocean house. Oh. There's lakes in Florida. Okeechobee. They're just full of gators. Yeah. And algae. Yeah. That green algae that's toxic. And the the Illinois Waterway has that in and there. And the swamp thing. See, that was in Louisiana, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Edward Scissorhands, the house that they used in Edward Scissorhands, the movie, is up for sale. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's drawing a lot of buzz. Why? But it's up for sale. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody even remember Edward Scissorhands? So, that's what I was wondering. So the house is up for sale for $224,000. Oh, my and, gosh. That's cheap. And absolutely nothing in the house has changed. The owners have kept it the exact same way it was so in the So it's garbage. Film. They've updated the appliances, it says, um, but the the house itself has been painted on the outside, the same color, keeps getting painted the same color, and they've kept the outside uh, shrubbery cut the same way that they cut it in the film, and the kitchen that you see and living room and stuff kept the same. They have plastic on the couches and everything. Like Everything is movie authentic, and the people have been living in the house this way, and they're selling it that way. And they're saying it's drawing a lot of buzz, right? The, the, the realtor 
had posted that this house is getting tons of attraction. And they interviewed the woman and said, well, what, like, are a lot of people offering money to buy this house a lot? I said, no, no, nobody's offering any money to buy this house. They're just calling to see if they can get a walkthrough, <laughs> like an open house walkthrough. And I read that and I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. So the woman goes on record saying, ooh, this is drawing so much buzz, but I'm not making a sell here. Right. Like nobody's actually going to buy this house because it's dog shit. Where is this? Where is it? It's in, it just says it's in Florida. It doesn't even say the city. It seems or, cheap, right? Yeah. It was a big house. It is a big house, and there it is by the ocean. So you'd think it'd go for a lot more money, but, you know, snowbirds, they can't afford much. Yeah. 224000 to buy a 91 house, like a 19... Well, no. Uh, well, it doesn't mean it was built in 19... No, I know, but what era was that movie supposed to be in? Uh, 50s? 50s, maybe? right? I don't know. Some, 60s? It was an older... I don't think it necessarily... It was... Tim Burton. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily had an era that it was supposed to be in. It it definitely had a look of like see, I don't know if the look was I would consider the look fifties or sixties because it was the idea was it was like suburban, right? Right. That's true. Like the sub- suburbs are so conform mm-hmm. conformity based. And you're right, Tim Burton has just a a visual styling. Yeah. That you don't it's not really set in an era. But I would say that it looks older. Why do I, when I put in what decade was, it pops up what decade was Edward hit Scissorhands set in? It didn't. Yes, it did. <laughs> That's, you know why, Chris? Because we're being listened to by it, it all was, of our electronics. It was set in the 1950s. Okay. Well, that's the way this house still looks. As and... were most of his movies, basically. And but I don't, I don't know, know like I said, I think that he was just going for the idea of like the 1950s because it has that very, that look to it, but I don't know. And everybody kind of dressed that way. The hairstyles were that way. And yeah, that's when so. he came in and started giving different hairstyles because he was a barber, basically. Pastel colored houses. All right. That's enough about that. Um, Seth Rogen has... Tampa, this. Florida, by the way. Sorry. Is it Tampa? Mm-hmm. Ooh, let's get our that's avid it. listener, Erica Fry, to go over there and take pictures of this I house. I mean, honestly... Like Tampa's a great area. If I were to buy a vacation house, I'd want to be in the Tampa area. In Tampa. Tampa. We need to get E Fry to go over there and look at this house, walk through it, take some pictures, send it to info at snarfcomics.com and we'll yeah. post it. Or just put it on our social media and we'll do it. I want you to look at the house. Maybe buy it. Is um yeah. Yeah. Let's buy it. Buy it. Just buy it. Just buy the house. Yeah. Stop being lame just buy it yeah it's not that hard seth rogan has a new movie coming out that i've seen some uh <laughs> that is kind of how he laughs but that was like a mix of uh, tim allen and <laughs> and seth rogan or then like fat albert <laughs> that's tim allen yeah we all know oh all right so he's got a tim movie. allen from the famous jungle to jungle <laughs> jungle to jungle and What's that space movie? Galaxy Quest. Galaxy we talked Quest, about it last yeah. week. Come on. I know. I couldn't remember it. Sorry. Seth Rogen has a new movie that come out that I've seen some... I've seen the trailers for it. Uh, have you? Do you no, know about no, this? I have no idea what it is. Okay. It's called American Pickle. Nope. I've never heard of it. All right. Is it based on the sausage movie? Sausage Party? No, it's not. 
it's even more ridiculous than this, okay. Chris. So the it's like originally the character is based in like the nineteen either twenties or forties. It it's during a world war, I believe, and he's a, a Jew in uh, Poland. Okay, I don't know for sure, but he's he's in the in the European era of the world area of the world and he's Jewish and he works in a pickle factory. Um, like they just make pickles and the guy has a tragic accident at work and he falls into the pickle brine and it preserves him in there. They just think he's dead. Nobody searches for the body or anything. As far as I know, he's just preserved in this pickle brine for a hundred years in Poland. Uh huh. And then okay. they they bring him back. They get him out, and he's alive, brined. Just looks he looks like a normal person. It just kept him alive, apparently in this brine. They bring him back, and he finds his like great great grandson, who is Seth Rogen. So he's playing both characters. Okay. In the movie, and he comes back to New York, and is living with his like great great grandson, and. It's about their relationship and how, you know, he is still Jewish, but they don't follow the same but Jewish the traditions. Same yeah. And like, it's about that like dichotomy between the two and, and him trying to teach his great, great grandfather how to live in, in this century. And that's all, as far as I know, that's really all it's about these two people living and they both, you know, will probably learn something from each other. Like, Oh, the older ways, yes, like he has more heart and he cares about things more than I do. And but this is how you live in this world. Like I'm sure there's gonna be that uh type of story to it. But uh the reviews that have come out for this that of people that have seen it so far are very bad. Really? Because it sounds intriguing to me. And you know, I saw like looking at the trailers, it's somewhat intriguing to me. But apparently it is a comedic dud and is not funny in the slightest. How does it have reviews out? Is it even close to coming out? Um, It was supposed to. Oh. Like they put out screeners to people and stuff to watch for review, like people to review the movie. I don't know when the release date's supposed to be, but like I said, I've seen like two to three trailers for this thing. Hmm. So it should have been released probably already. Um it's not good. And the reason they're saying it's not good is because they think Seth Rogen is like overworked in the movie, having to play both characters. Oh, right. So what they said failed in this movie is that Seth Rogen doesn't have the availability to improv like he has With done himself, yeah. in other in other works because he's speaking to no one in the movie. You know, I mean when he was filming it. And he couldn't improv and and like act off of the other people, so therefore it it just flops, right? And it's not as good. And it's called American Pickle, and a guy gets brined. I mean, I'm in. <laughs> I just don't know. I want to see it. I don't know. You need to watch the trailer for it, and then and then tell me how you feel about it. I will it's, do so. It seems different. Seems like he put himself in a bit of a pickle. He did. He did. He put himself in a bit of an American pickle. It doesn't seem that great. And it doesn't honestly surprise me that people don't look at it favorably. Well, but then again, has any critic looked at his 
movies favorably? I don't know. I mean, do you uh, think Pineapple Express got real great reviews from critics? I don't remember. I think that might have got pretty good reviews. Do you think what, what was the other one called? Knocked the Up end? got good reviews. Knocked Up did, but that was a different forty-year-old version. That got good ones. He wasn't the main character though. They're different though than what like Pineapple Express and the End of the World. What was it? The End of the Oh, I love that movie. I I, I know these are good movies. I enjoyed them. They just didn't get reviewed well. Right is what I mean. <laughs> And the same with, uh, what was the one in Korea? Oh, the interview? The interview. I liked that movie. Yeah, I thought it's not it was bad. really funny. It's not great. But. Um, the only reason that one did well, though, is because of the hysteria it had about yeah, like. Because it almost led to the destruction of the world. Right. The whole World War III thing. Uh, I don't know. Seth Rogen, he's fine. I think he's a better writer and director than he is actor in his own movies. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's, I don't know. I like him. He's been involved with a lot of stuff that I like. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't him being on the screen or... I just watched a movie with him, and it's the one where somebody's running for president, and it's Charlie's Theron. Yes. It's not that good. It's not? Nah. I, I didn't see it. I, I thought people liked that, though. It's Okay. I don't remember what that was called. It's got a very political agenda to it. Yeah, that makes fine. sense. All right, what else you got? Um, a League of Their Own is a movie that came out in the 90s with Tom Hanks. Like There's No Crying in Baseball? Madonna, yeah. What? Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. Rosie O'Donnell. Love it. Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna, um, Tank Gene, Girl. Gina Davis. Yeah, Gina Davis. What's Tank Girl? And the she was in Free Willy. I know. I know. And she know was her in name. Pauly Shores in the Army Now. Yeah, I don't remember her name. Um, she was a very nineties actress. Yeah. It's she's got a name. And she was the main character of the show. She was like the pitcher that came up to the the Georgia Peaches. Um uh, and she was a pitcher, did very well in that league. I watched a league of their own as a kid. So many times. It's one of my mom's favorite movies. I actually don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through. And I watched it probably 100 times. 150, uh, 5,000 times probably. Like I couldn't tell you the plot of the movie for the most part. Well, I just told you. Like this young girl um, comes up as a pitcher for this baseball team. And it's about them going through their season. And then at the end of the, the season, like being done. Like the season was over and... All of the people came back from World War II, all of the men, and then they got rid of the league. Um, and it's really cool because at the end of the movie, they do show all of the women that had that their characters were based off of. So like the main characters of the movie, they show the actual women that were, that uh, like I said, that those characters were based off of. And they actually play a game at the end of the movie. Um, but like they, you show them playing baseball and their actual age and they do a little interviews with them. It's pretty cool, I think, to see that and to see that these women actually played Major League Baseball at the time. Um, and I, I liked the movie a lot. Lori Petty. Lori Petty. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, I do really enjoy A League of Their Own. It's a great movie, and they're making it a series on Amazon. Amazon has picked it up for a series. They released... The cast, I didn't see who the cast was. I didn't look into it that deep. I just know that they're making it a series on Amazon set to come out next year. Hmm. 
Well, I think it would be a good one for a series. I do too. Like solid. I do too. I th- I'm excited about it. Like I said, I love that movie. So um, I need to tell my mom because she will be all in on that. Nice. For sure. Um, I just remembered a piece of news that I forgot. And Tom Hanks is phenomenal in that movie. Like if you've never seen A League of Their Own, Tom and, Hanks hey, is amazing. They're, they're fools if they don't get Colin Hanks. You're right. <laughs> I you, love Colin you Hanks. You are right. <laughs> they would be fools to not get him in that role. Holy smokes. I just saw a thing. Uh, <laughs> it's instead of like in the world that we live in nowadays, you shouldn't say no way, Jose. Yeah. If you're white, you should say no thanks, Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, boy. Isn't that great? Yeah. Love it. Trader Joe's was in some hot water because they have some products that they call Trader Jose's, like their salsas and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. So people, people were wanting to like shut them down and stuff. And Trader Joe's came out and they're like, screw you. Really? Yeah. Isn't Trader Joe's owned by like the Aldi Corporation I from Germany? No I don't think so, but I have no idea. Yeah, no, they're the same company. Really? The same overarching no. company owns both that of those. That makes me like them less. Really? Why? Because I hate Aldi's. How do you hate Aldi's? What do you I hate about them? This is absolutely ridiculous. I don't need generic Swedish bullshit. It's not really generic. I don't want, I want it's the just name not brands. Walmart. I want name brands, A. You want I don't, Walmart. I don't want to pay a quarter to get my freaking cart, B. You C, don't pay a quarter. You get the quarter I back. I don't want to deal with it, all right? I want bags at the checkout station. I agree with that. I don't agree with the whole, I never buy their bags. I never even bring a bag. I always put loose food into my truck after going to Aldi. I never. And then it used to be you couldn't pay with a credit card. They've changed that. That was my biggest hang up with them. Okay, that's changed. So now what's your biggest hang up? Pretty recently, though. Well, the bag bag thing. So where do you get your groceries? And I also don't like the marching down the aisles. Do you ever even buy groceries? Because the aisles are set up as such. If there's a group of people in front of you that are slow, you cannot get by them. So you skip that aisle, go to the next one? You got to go through it in like a worm fashion. No, you don't. No, you don't. You got to do the worm. Who says that? If you want to get everything you need, you got to go through that in a certain way. And there's always you people in front of back. you. I don't like the place. I don't like it. So you can walk around all haphazardly through Walmart, but you can't do that in Aldi? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just, just because. Jerry. Because you're choosing not to. That's why. <laughs> I don't like it. And you can't make me like Aldi. I can't make you. You can't force Aldi's down it's my throat. It's just so cheap. Like you can get so Sometimes, much stuff from there. Some things are worth spending money on, Jerry. Like what? Like convenience of having bags, like not having Stop to it. put a quarter to get a cart. Stop it. You get the quarter back. They're not stealing your quarter from you. Like not having generic uh, cardboard taste in food. They don't, they don't have that. Some of their foods I will give them credit for are pretty good, but some of them are dog shit. Like what? Like there's Please some. tell me. Like some kind of chips and some cookies that are clearly knockoffs of major brands. They don't taste good. I, I get that, but then... Like their Doritos are garbage. You have that at any store. Great value brand stuff isn't necessarily as good as others. It's, it, I mean, you, can pick and sol- you can pick and choose certain items that great value makes, and it won't be as good as the original. And guess what else? I'm sick of hearing how good their produce is. 
Like, I'm sick of it. I don't care how good their produce is. That's fine. I don't think it's any better than anywhere else. Exactly. Exactly. It's That's just my cheaper. Point. It's just cheaper. But it's so even if they, it's of a quality of these other stores, it's cheaper. And then Aldi's decided to go down the road of like, we're going to push organic everything. They do do That's that. That's annoying. They do do that. But it's still cheaper than the other brand, the don't other care. stuff. I That's refuse what's to different. support that bullshit narrative. I get it. I get that part of it. All right. I don't get why you would never go there. And I guarantee you Marley goes there. She does not go there. We she do doesn't go there? I mean, we have gone there, but it's not You're that much of a stickler to where you're like, I refuse to let my wife shop she in She doesn't place. like it either. How? It sucks. That's how. I think you're retarded. Like, that's dumb. <laughs> you can't say that. All right. Um, I got one piece of news that I forgot about. And it is a bit of a rumor, but it's apparently pretty solid rumor. They have cast, supposedly, Marvel's She-Hulk. They have. They have. But it's a rumor. It is a rumor, but it's a pretty solid rumor that has been making waves, so I'm pretty sure it's true. Okay. Um, and it is, it is said that She-Hulk will be played by Allison Brie. Really? Yes. Allison Brie. I don't feel like she has the physical stature well, for this, but then again, it's all CGI. Yeah. I mean, She-Hulk, when she's not She-Hulk, is not like no. big. She's like bookish. Right. Like she's a lawyer. A, yeah. So I think it's great. I think she's a great actor. So I'm a big fan of Allison I, Brie. I, I, I love like her Glow. She's great in Glow. She is. Um, I love her in Community, obviously, but in Glow and anything I've seen her in, I really enjoy her in. She's been very, very good in everything she's done. That is interesting. I think she'll do very well. And that's well. a Disney Plus TV series that's coming out in 2021 or probably not now. but Probably 22, yeah. Um, and I'm excited about it because I'm a big fan of She-Hulk. I'm a big fan of Alison Brie. And I'm a big fan of TV series and Disney Plus and Marvel. So we're good to go. That's awesome. Um, I got two more things and then we can get into what you're watching. Okay. Uh, quickly, because we yes, are running out of time here. So NBC Entertainment Chairman Paul Telegi yep. has been ousted. He's my cousin. Well, he's been ousted from the company following allegations that he fosters an abusive, toxic work behavior. Really? And he has attacked people over the phone, one being Sharon Osbourne. And you don't mess with Sharon Osbourne, Okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Um, he has said things to one of the um, judges on America's Got Talent. Judge Judy? I don't remember her name. It's a woman on, on uh, America's Got Talent. He was apparently very uh, mean to her. Okay. And he has said mean things to other people. And they removed him. And apparently people can't say mean things. No. He got removed very quickly. Once NBC found out of any of these allegations and they just immediately were like, all right, well, you're gone. See ya. Yeah. Let's get somebody new. And but there's is, a lot of turnaround in studios generally. So there is, but he's also the chairman. That's kind of a oh, high yeah. position. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's not just like some guy. Yeah. That's so true. that's a big deal. I don't know what NBC is going to do. It doesn't bother my day to day in the slightest and I don't care. Yep. Hasbro pulls Trolls Doll following complaints it grooms children for sexu sexual abuse. Oh, my gosh. 
What is this about? This is the ridiculous article that I didn't know if I wanted to talk about because... They pulled it, though? That really happened? Yeah, it's done. They're not even putting it out. Come so on. They're, That's the, not possible. The company has now pulled the Giggle and Sing Poppy doll. Okay, two dolls, not... two. Yeah, just two dolls. You made it seem like the whole... I just read the title of the I'm article. like, it's a huge franchise. There's no way. It says, Hasbro pulls Trolls doll following complaints it grooms children for sexual abuse. Um, these two dolls, they pulled them off. They're not making them. They're not selling them to people because uh, it has a button located under the skirt of the doll. And when you push this button on the doll's private area, the doll gas- gasps and giggles. Well, that's odd. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> it is odd. And the people that have, like, obviously filed a suit against this, against them saying that they needed to do to pull the doll and change it and whatnot said that it's not okay for a children's toy and it's like not very like but where under like is it like in their belly button nope that's it's, odd where so what hasbro has said is that the idea was that the button was placed there so that when you set the doll down into a chair, it's supposed to be in a sitting position. And when you sit it down into a chair, that's when it would make the noise. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But if you lift the skirt up, it's in a position to where you can press it in yeah. its private area. I mean, it's probably an over overreaction, obviously, because, Pro- yes. I, I mean, it, Come on. It says but also like it still also just doesn't need to exist. So right. It says this. What Hasbro said was this feature was designed to react when the doll was seated. And they said, but we recognize that the placement of the sensor may be perceived as inappropriate. Yeah. So there's so, like, well, I'm not even, they don't even want to deal with it. No, like, this is dumb. <laughs> yes. That's Let's just exactly make another doll. Said. We have 3,000 like, other dolls. Fine. <laughs> We've already produced 97,000 other Trolls dolls that we're going to throw out in the market. Right. And nobody's buying them anyway. So. Oh, you didn't buy all these Trolls dolls? I don't. Yeah, we have some Trolls dolls. I collect them. Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. Do you keep them in the box? Yeah, I do. In my office. Someday. Someday. I've got so many poppies. Someday those trolls are going to be worth something. That's going to be my retirement. Trolls, I tell you, Chris. Trolls. Justin Timberlake was his voice (laughs) at one point in time. Do you know who Justin Timberlake is? Man of the woods. No, Dad. I don't know who that random 90s pop star is. (laughs) He's bringing sexy back, kid. (laughs) Don't you know what sexy is? He brought it back. Let me get out the, the, the doll. With the button on it. It's bringing sexy back. He wore a suit and tie. Look, you you press the button and it's sexy. (laughs) Press his his butt. Put your finger in his butt. Bring sexy back. Uh, So, what you been watching? (laughs) So, what you been watching, Chris? (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, I've been watching, okay, I haven't been watching much this week, but there was a bunch from last week we didn't get a chance to talk to because we did our top 20. Right. Um, and then also um, there's a movie that we talked said that we were going to review because you've not watched it. So Yes, I have. I will start with uh, some of the things I, I watched last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about, and they won't take that long. So I watched um, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. 
I haven't watched it since like the first time I saw it. Oh, really? Basically. Okay. And one of my... F- I don't know when the last time I've watched this was, but I, I've watched it multiple times. It's really odd that this happened because this movie is so far off my radar, it doesn't even... like The radar doesn't go there. Yeah. It's like deep in the heart of the Antarctica. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> like where the magnetic field is such yes. that radar doesn't work. Correct. Yeah, your north and south poles are mixed. Yeah. So I had never thought that I needed to watch this movie again. Right. But uh Jet, but you did. Jet wanted to watch it. Really? Yeah. Does Jet like actively pick your shows? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Jet, we were trying to pick a movie and Jet wanted to watch Batman and I Marley pulled up some Batmans and that is the one he pointed to, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. And I said, I don't think we can watch this. It's like rated R, yeah. isn't it? I don't even think you'll understand any portion of this movie. <laughs> no, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he didn't watch it very long, but I did. I continued to watch it. Sure. And I just thought it was really odd because I watched this movie, and then the next, that night after I watched it, one of our mutual friends texted me, and they're like, I just finished watching The Dark Knight Rises. Really? Really odd that that happened. And he was telling me, he's like, it's exactly like what's going on in the United States right now. And it very much is, if you think about it, like um, just how it's structured politically. It's very like similar yes. to what's going on with like the protests and, and uh, um, you know, the everybody's stuck in one area. Yeah. The, like the ideologies that are running. Anyway, um, that's completely beside the point. It, so I rewatched it and um, I'm, I'm willing to say, that it is not a very good movie. Correct. <laughs> I was surprised how much I didn't like it at all, really. And not at all, but like I got very little out of this movie. Yeah. It was very disappointing. So I, I don't al- remember disliking it that much, by the way, the first time I watched it. So I always come out of movies, and, I, and I've been judged on this and, and, and criticized about how I always have and you know, an overly positive opinion about most movies after I've seen them. It takes me some time to get over that because I love going to the movies so much. I love the characters that I'm watching so much that when I leave the movie, I usually have a pretty positive opinion and a positive take of the movie. This is one of them that I left the movie kind of like, huh? Yeah. Not a fitting end to so, that franchise. Yeah. There are there are a lot of parts that I enjoy. Some parts, yeah. Um I, I like the whole like him trying to get out of the hole scenes. Yeah, which it just makes no sense. It doesn't make sense in the Nothing movies, but in I like the movie makes sense. Like it is it's the not most put unbelievable together. movie. Like the stupidest things happen and you're like, This this would never happen. It's not put together well. Uh, even for a comic book film. It just isn't it's believable. Wholly or, unbelievable. So many things. Um, yeah, it's just not done well. And like I think this Gotham sewer system is ridiculous. A lot of <laughs> you're right. <laughs> the sewer system they've got under they're Gotham is just a labyrinth the, of yeah. mazes and, they and trap, tunnels. They, they trap what you 50, can thousand police officers underneath the streets. Yeah, they're just like they're just down there now. They can't get out. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Cannot get out. A whole stadium disappears into the sewers yeah but i just think it was overhyped because christopher nolan had a pretty good run going yeah for you sure. know i mean the dark knight was so big well batman begins kind of set the tone and it wasn't anything it's nothing incredible but at the time this is the first batman movie you get after 
the first real Batman. Yes. Right? At the time, yes. At the, the first real Batman after the whole Joel Schumacher debacle, um, which are fun. So you get those. I enjoyed Batman Begins thoroughly because it is the first Batman movie I got back, and it's, it's fun to watch. Then The Dark Knight comes out, and it is a showstopper across the board. Yeah. I mean, most people would say it's a very good movie. I think it's one of the best movies created. A lot of people feel that way. Um, and it is like on IMDb, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a very high-ranking movie. He did a good job at this. Yeah. Granted, it's probably been uplifted because of the Heath Ledger death and his, you know, performance. But I don't think that takes away from the overall like weight of this movie, like how good it is and how well it was produced and put together. Then you get into Dark Knight Rises and everybody had such a high bar of where this needed to go. Yeah. Even if it stayed on the same plane, you'd be all right. It'd be a win. It doesn't even no. come close to it's, staying on it, the plane. It doesn't come close to the weight of the not, movie. The performances are not very good. They're Christian Bale. Christian Bale is goes not good. goes so extreme with his Batman voice that it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Bane is good. I mean, for what Bane is, for the character of Bane, I don't understand why you even put him in a movie. We saw Bane in the 90s. That was ridiculous. Then you put him in these movies, and it's like, all right, you've changed him a little bit, but it's so... Why the hell are you doing that? I don't know. Why do, no why do you make that a, char- a main character in the movie? And I get he's not like the main bad guy. He's like kind of a And why not make him smoke show, Brazilian like he's supposed to be? Exactly. Why couldn't you have done that? Why couldn't you have made him like the sidekick? It's really, really odd. And I didn't think it was as good as uh, like Batman Forever. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I enjoyed. I would rather watch Batman Forever than Dark Knight Rises. I'm not going to need to watch that movie ever again. Yeah, I, piss poor. I have not went back and watched that. I've watched it multiple times, but I don't think I've watched it for three years. Yeah, at least. So what I'm saying is, I do not recommend rewatching that movie. If you have a fond memory of it, hold on to those memories. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't dislike it at the time when I first watched. You know what I'll say is very good out of that movie. Is the soundtrack. Yeah. What's the guy's name that did those movies? Um, he's very... I don't know who did them. Prolific. Danny Elfman? No, 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 no. It's a big name guy. Okay. He's a big I'll name look guy, too. Uh, Dark Knight. He um, does, like, big scores. and. Um, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. How did I find that faster than you? I don't know. Anyway, um, so I was disappointed. I mean, there's cool scenes in it, don't get me wrong, but um, do not go back. So the next thing I watched, which I had a complete opposite situation to go on here, hmm. and I did like the movie initially, definitely, but upon rewatching it, I realized that it's A, way better than I remembered, mm-hmm. B, a fantastically good time, at the movies. Okay. And C, um, 
now that I've seen some other stuff, there is a lot more context to it um, that elevated the movie to a whole nother level. And that movie is Solo. I was just discussing this movie today at work um, with an employee. And we were both saying how we enjoyed this movie so much. It's really fun. And it's, it's a fun action movie. And once you've... And I had seen both Clone Wars and Rebels before I saw Solo. Yes. But upon rewatching them, which you all know I have mm-hmm. um, at length, um, there's so much more that you get, that out, of you get out of it. Because there's so... I mean, this movie is about those crime syndicates right. that that those cartoons are about basically i mean mm-hmm. there's there's massive impl- implications and then the darth maul stuff is obviously great um which is just a very small part of it but yeah uh is it paul bettany that plays the bad guy in it he's yes. amazing um and just the guy who plays han solo is so spot on that guy did his research man he he's just like han and solo. remember the criticism he got for I being cast it. in the position he, he looks just like him he has the exact mannerisms he nailed it he man. did he nailed it and chewbacca's amazing and the whole movie is great and it's super fun that's the danny glover's thing. are i think danny glover's a really danny good glover is an old man Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. Damn it. I did that last. I episode. would say he was probably my least favorite part of it. Really? I think far. he's great. Um, they're making a whole show out of him. Really? Yeah, they're making a. Well, I don't think that's necessary, but um, it's it was fun. I liked it a lot. I strongly me- recommend people rewatch it um, and enjoy it because uh, it's unfortunate that it didn't get the love. So do at you the think? Time. Do you think it was because. The the audience that they're going that they were putting this out to was just inundated with Star Wars at the time. They were just overloaded, and this was did this come out pre or post Last Jedi? This was pre Last Jedi. I don't think so. I think it came out after Last Jedi, and I think that might have affected it. Okay, maybe maybe it was, but I. The argument that the the guy I was talking last to last Jedi work, was two thousand seventeen. This was what eighteen. Um, looking that up, eighteen. Yeah, so it came okay. out after, and people were pissed about Last Jedi. It was very divisive, right? Even though I think it's a great movie. Um, great's a strong word. It's a great good movie. It's a strong word. Um, I like it more than most people. So, Solo came out after, and I think what happened was the Last Jedi was so divisive. Right. And it really okay. put people off the franchise. So this is what the guy was getting at at work is what he was saying was you've been so overloaded with new Star Wars in the last few years um, that where people were enjoying them. And then all of a sudden you do have a movie come out that was widely unliked by the mass Star Wars crowd. And then you have Solo come out right after it where they it had a lot of criticism for casting the person they did in the solo spot. People didn't like that for some reason. And then the movie came out and they didn't think it was the story that they wanted for Han Solo. Why? I don't know. Like, what do you expect from a story about Han Solo? See, that didn't bother me at all. Um, It just, I'm just saying like, that was what he was saying. Like the crowd widely said, 
is that like you were just so inundated with Star Wars that were failing to it, them I mean, at the it time. It changed the character of Han Solo in a way that I had problems with at the time, and maybe I still do. You don't like how he got his name. Um, no, and I don't like how they make him like a good guy because he makes that development later on. Right. Um, but I can look past it. I think I'm pretty sure, you know how they like made this movie twice, basically. Mm -hmm. They brought in Ron Howard, and I think he made a good movie, and I bet, I would bet a million dollars that the movie that was before it was not as good. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I don't I think, think that's we have a, a Justice League uh, situation here. Yeah. I think he probably helped that movie greatly because he does make it a more fun, adventurous movie. Mm -hmm. And that... If you look at the movie, that's what it is. Yeah, and it is and a it, very and it, fun adventure movie. I just, I really, really enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. I'll, it's one that I'll just flip on at night if I'm like, you know, I haven't watched it in a while, and I need to go back and watch it again because I do think I would enjoy it even more. Yeah, the, the next time I'd watch it, but it is fun, and I don't get where the hate came from. No. I just really don't. So I'm glad we're gonna get more of that. Sure, in the the TV series wherever if that ever happens. But right. I'm totally in for it. Um, the last one before we talk about the movie, um, I have, the only thing I've been watching recently is season two of Umbrella Academy. Is that out now? It, it's out. I'm oh, shit, probably even... five or six episodes in. When did that release? Um, earlier this week. I you think. know, I'm the one who brought that news article out yeah. saying like, it's going to release in July something. I've been watching about one episode a night, so it must've came out over the weekend. I haven't, I've been so into, well, we'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. Well, we won't talk too much about Umbrella Academy, A, because I haven't finished it and you haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I will just say one thing about it. Yeah. I'm greatly enjoying season two more than season one. Wow. And I enjoyed season one, so therefore I will be all in for season two. <laughs> it's still slow at times. Okay. Um, definitely slow at times. And it's still taking a long time. It's it's still has some of those same problems build. from se that season one had, in my opinion. But for some reason, and maybe it's because there's less character development mm -hmm. or like origins bullshit. You already know about that. Yeah. I, for some reason, I'm enjoying it more. I still... Um, I still think Luther's piss poor, but other than that, he's not good. <laughs> other than that, um, no, I am enjoying it pretty, pretty well. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that was out yet. I guess I wasn't paying attention. I haven't been on Netflix. And much. it's interesting that in the, in this, it's repeating a lot of the same things as the first one, but it's well, you'll just have to watch it. I like the idea of it. I think you've seen the trailers that it's kind of set in a different time area. Yes. So I'm enjoying that aspect of it. So hmm. I'm liking it so far. I'm only just barely into it. So um, we'll see how it shakes out towards the end. But hmm. Cool. Yeah, I definitely have to see that. I have uh, one show, basically one show that I've been watching. I, I honestly haven't watched that much stuff. I've been watching baseball a lot, to be honest with you. I Baseball started again, and I was really missing baseball, so I started watching the White Sox more because I'm a White Sox fan. They got a really good offense. They're kind of riddled with injury at the moment, but uh, they've been really fun to watch. So I've been watching a lot of baseball, and a lot of their games have been at 7 o'clock at night. So for a three-and-a-half-hour baseball game normally, I don't really watch anything after that. Right. Um, but what I did start watching was a little show called What We Do in the Shadows. 
Oh yeah, I I've watched some of that myself. Have you? Yeah, I, I didn't know if you've ever watched. It yeah, because I think I, no, I've mentioned it before that I've watched a little bit of it. So I I I, I you're talking about the show, not the movie. The right? show, yes. yes. Okay. So I had never seen the movie, and then I started reading. I I had just stumbled upon some articles that were saying why they enjoyed the show so much or why it was such a success. And I was like, huh, like this movie or this TV show is a success, huh? So people really enjoyed it, and they were talking about individual characters, what make this TV show great. I was like, maybe I need to give this, you know, a chance. So, because it didn't really, like, vampires don't really do anything for me. I don't need it. But it's just a backdrop. It really is. Then I got into the show. As soon as I started the very first episode, I was like, huh, I think I'm going to enjoy this. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the way it's shot, the way it's fil- how they, it's like filmed kind of like The Office or like Parks and Recreation. Very much, yeah. Where I would say more like Parks and Recreation where they're following them around and stuff. And then at, at one point in the show, they literally say, oh, that's like, don't worry about them. It's a documentary crew. Like you don't even have to pay attention to them. And it's like this big skeleton guy. He's the, they call him the Baron in the beginning of the show where he literally comes out of this coffin and he's just like skin and bones and looks absolutely hideous. He's got blood all over his face cause he just ate a, a, a person. And then he's like, <laughs> they all like stop and he like points He's like at the camera and they're like, Oh no, no, it's just a documentary crew. Don't worry about it. He's like, Oh, Oh, okay. And then he starts talking about this really in depth stuff about taking over Staten Island <laughs> and I don't know. I'm really enjoying this show. I, I think love, it's right I, up my wheelhouse. I love it. Of comedy. And it's ridiculous on some of the stuff they do at this Guillermo guy that is a familiar. Uh, like he just is basically a guy who helps this vampire, right? Like he's a slave, basically. And he's like so passionate about what he does. And he's just hoping so bad that he gets turned into a vampire on his 10th anniversary. And he, and he doesn't, sadly. But it's really funny to see that character be so passionate about something so ridiculous. And then his, the vampire did a glitter po- portrait of him instead of turning him into a vampire. This is literally like the third episode. So <laughs> right. um, he makes a glitter portrait of him instead of turning him into a vampire and gives it to him. He's like, oh. Oh, did you expect something else? <laughs> it's like, who would give you a glitter portrait to begin with? But apparently vampires do that. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. It's very funny. And I am excited to see more about it. And I had Have read, you watched the Orgy episode? Uh, which, I, no, I haven't. They're like, they have a, I don't know if it's annual or every hundred years or whatever it is, but they... They one of the people has to throw a, like a gigantic vampire orgy. Yeah. So they're like <laughs> planning this orgy, vampire orgy, and um, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's. it's I think great. it's really funny that they always constantly say like, "You need to find us virgins to that we want to drink virgin blood," and he just keeps going to the LARPing community, the live action role playing, and he just goes to their meetups and says, hey, will you want to come back to my house? I'm having a party. (laughs) And then they come back to the house and he opens a room where people are trying to like crawl out of because they're half dead. And he's like, oh, don't worry. They're really into role playing. Like it's a big deal to them. Just go in there. And then they lock him in a room. But I think it's funny that they 
tap into the LARPing community because that's kind of a dig at that yeah. community, which I have no problem with. No, I would like to do studies. it myself. I, I think I did as a child. I just didn't know that's what it was called. <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's hilarious. I haven't watched a ton of it. I've probably seen a handful of episodes here and there. And I feel What's bad. What's it on? Where can you get it? Hulu. Like, okay, so I that's the only reason, because I would only catch it occasionally on fx i think it's on fx yes. so i would catch it like literally on fx occasionally and watch it and i always thought every time i watched it, i'm like i need to start recording this so that's another thing is that it's one of those fx shows that we keep talking about how yeah like hulu and fx in itself is making some solid shows yeah you know and then i think i think what they've done is like it it is fx for hulu because they curse in it. They say like F words. No, wait, no they play it on, on FX. That's where I They'll say it. the, the F yeah. word and stuff on FX? FXX, yeah. Oh, I was not aware. Yeah, they can cuss on that. It's like, that's what they do on that channel. Really? Yep. They just cuss on that yep. show all the Dave time. Dave was on there. I, but I, I was still under the impression that it was like made for Hulu. No. Like FX it wasn't. made it, but it was just produced. Put, I don't put think out so. No, see, uh, Fox owns part of Hulu. R- right. So no, that I watched Dave on FXX. You did well. I keep forgetting you have part of the season. Satellite. Part of the season, I watched it on Hulu, and then I got sick of commercials, and I thought, wait a minute, I have FX. Why am I not just recording it? Yeah. So I did that, and then I okay. could skip commercials. So yeah, that's a good show. So that's it. I feel bad. I haven't continued with The Last Kingdom. I need to uh, really yeah. bad. I've only watched two episodes in the second season, and I need to. Oh my god, you got so far to go. I know. That's and you know what? Just, it's a mental block. Just let it take over your life, Jerry. It's a mental block on me. That when I understand that I just have so much more ground to cover, I just end up like stopping a show. Yeah, you just have to dedicate a day. I don't have a day. <laughs> like the days that I do have that I don't work, my children are always around me. Yeah. That's the problem. You need to take vacation. And then my baby, like send my kids away. are always at home. Send, send them away. Like they don't go anywhere else. If they do, it's one at a time. Well, when school starts, they will. Right. Yes, that is a possibility that I just come home in the middle of the day and yes. watch TV. <laughs> and don't even take a vacation day. Just leave. Right. So I did that on Tuesday because I went to go see the Marseilles Lock and Dam from their dewatering. And then we just ended up driving around a little bit. Yeah, and... You shouldn't say that on a podcast, right? Why? I don't know. My <laughs> boss doesn't listen to the podcast at all. Well, that is. do we have one more to talk about or do you have another one? No, I have nothing. We just got the one more to talk about. All right. So I watched a couple weeks ago The Old Guard on Netflix. It was a Netflix movie made for Netflix by Netflix. Made by Netflix. Based on the comic book by, is it Brian K. Vaughn? Who who, who wrote that? No, Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka, sorry. He also wrote the movie. Yes. Um, So it's very rare where you would get the creator of the comic book creator writer of the comic book uh to write a screenplay for a movie a lot of times they'll bring him in and they'll be involved but they very rarely ever write the screenplay for the whole movie um so that's why i was very interested in what was going to happen and i thought uh you know this is a win-win you've got the the guy that's doing 
that did the comic book also writing the movie and having a big hand in the production of it. I thought like, we're, well, this is golden. Yeah. That's why I talked about it a lot on the podcast. Cause I am one, I'm a huge you, fan of the and comic. And you read book. the comic. I've never read that comic. I, I'm a huge fan of Greg Recca. Yeah. have been since uh, Batman No Man's Land, um, mm-hmm. which is a novelization is what I read. I think it was also a comic, but the novelization is what I read when I was probably in high school. Yes. Um, loved that. Uh, we both are huge fans of Lazarus, which is... A, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we don't Lazarus. talk about that comic enough because I forgot. it's such a good comic. It, it's very, very good. Which in it clearly should be a TV series. And it's very similar to the old guard. So he did the old guard first before Lazarus. And the main character in the old or in Lazarus is very sim- similar to Andy, the main character of the old guard. Yeah. They're almost the same person. And Lazarus is very similar. There's a show that was on AMC. And I think it still is called into the badlands, which is a, is a fun show. Yeah. And it always reminds me of Lazarus. They're kind of a very similar okay. similar storyline. Check out Lazarus. That's all I can say about that. But anyway, the old guard, uh, they made the movie. Um, you had been talking about it. You had read the comic. I haven't read the comic. So I watched it. Um, and I first of all, I thought it was a series. I didn't realize it was a movie. Oh, yeah. No, it came out as a movie. I think it would have worked better as a series, but everything I think everything would work better as a series. Yeah, I agree, too. I, I, I do believe that. Um, I will say, well, I'll just jump right out there. I was a little bit disappointed. Okay, continue. Um, you know, it's a great action movie, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. It's an action movie with amazing action set pieces. But yes. It, that's a about as deep as it goes. I mean, um, the plot I felt was like a secondary yeah. to action set pieces. And I didn't really feel a very strong connection to any of the characters, particularly. Yeah. Um, it, it flows fine. It watched fine. It has great action. And if that's all you want out of it, then I would call it a success. Right. I guess I was just wanting a little bit more, knowing that it was based on a comic, even though I haven't read the comic it was based on. Um, So maybe that's not fair. All right. So uh, on my take, you, you had told me this prior to me watching it, and I immediately said, you're shitting on it. Like, because you'd never seen, you never read the comic. You're just shitting on it because it's like a Netflix action movie and it's probably not produced or filmed as well as other stuff. And it definitely is produced as well as other stuff. It is. This could have been a it is. block, you know, could have been a movie in the movie theater. It looks great. 100%. It looks very, very the good. The cast is extremely talented. The acting is phenomenal. Really? Okay. This is where I was getting into. So I was going to, I, I wanted to be against you on all of this. I absolutely despise this movie from beginning to end. Okay. It is a travesty on what they've done to these characters, to the book. The writer of this book ruined his own creation. <laughs> okay. Wow. And I, I was actually am, trying to be like, I didn't want to be too negative because I thought you were going to shit I me am for it because so, I really didn't care for it that much. <laughs> I am so mad at what they have done with this movie. I think Charlize Theron is fine. She does a good job. She knows how to act. 
her character is overblown. It's not the same as what the book really is. Um, it's a little, the book is a little more mellow on how they are. Now there's a lot of action in the, in the comic book. There's a lot of crazy shit that happens, but I don't know how to explain. I don't think the acting is good in this movie in the slightest. I think most of them are terrible. Um, I, I don't like the way they like, I didn't have, have that problem. Like their dialogue between each other, I feel like is really strange. Well, it is. And that's why I was getting poor. Like the plot is secondary because I feel like the dialogue and the story is like non-existent really. The part that bothered me is that there is a new character introduced to the team. This doesn't happen in the book at all. Um, and I feel like it was very, very forced. I feel like it was written in after the fact. It was almost like we're going to all of a sudden throw a new character into the mix after I've already got the movie done, and I'm just going to rewrite it and what put her in. character? Um, the other female okay. that they wake up and realize, like, oh, my gosh, there's another person. Mm-hmm. So they do have that happen in the books. They do have... A realization that there's another character in the books, but that's like when it ends. Okay. Um, and there's a lot, I mean, so much other stuff that happens before this. And I just feel like it was very forced to put that character in. I think it was like kind of pandering um, in a way. And I just don't like the story that they put out. It just, yeah, the plot is secondary. It's not good. No, it's just made to be an action movie, basically. That's it. That's all it's made for. You can do that. First of all, it it would be hard to make the plot a cohesive plot that you gave a shit about that had stakes in a two hour long movie when you have this entire world to build. Yeah, it's it would be it's a difficult task, and it's a task that I think they failed at. (laughs) I made. Amy sit there and watch this movie because I was excited about it. I just love this comic book so much. It's yeah. such a good book. And I made Amy sit through this stupid ass movie and I looked at her and she looked at me and I just said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I don't know why we just watched this entire thing. Yeah. Cause I should have shut it off. It's so aggravating to me because like I said in the beginning, the dude who created the book wrote this script and I thought, and I listened to a podcast with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin on fat man beyond. They interviewed him. Of course they tell him how great everything is and that they love the movie and whatnot because the creator is sitting there you're interviewing him. You're not going to tell him like, well, yeah. no, this part was pretty lacking. No, you're not going to do that. I should have known. You know, especially when Mark Bernardin tells you he likes something, he didn't. He never freaking liked like this anything. movie. There's no way he liked this. Movie. He didn't like anything about it. He said he did because the creator was on the show. I should have known that that was the fact. But listening to them talk about the movie, I was like, hmm, all right. Like people are, you know, and a lot of people watched it. It was rated. It's like the sixth most watched movie ever on Netflix. Yeah. Which you say sixth, okay, it doesn't break the top five. But when you're talking about ever on Netflix, right. that's a lot of people watching stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I thought, man, this is really gaining some ground, and it's a big deal because I didn't watch it right away. It was like probably two weeks after it aired that I had finally watched it. And 
Um, I will tell every single person, I don't recommend you watch this. I think it's horrendous and I am disappointed. I like the negativity. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Cause it's very rare. It's very rare that I'm this like harsh on a show. I usually try to find something you're, good. You're like the emperor right now. You're like, yeah, I can feel it flowing give through me. me. The hate. I can feel the hate strike flowing me through down. me right now. Strike me down. I will strike down place. every ounce of this show. And only because they've ruined something that I love so much. Yeah. I did love the the original. If if there was no book that I had ever read, and I just it's still not good though. I came into it. I haven't read the book, and I'm just. I wouldn't be I'm as saying. passionate about hating on it though. Yeah. Okay. okay. I would be You'd like be more like me. You'd be like, yeah. Meh. I'd be like, it's a fine. It's an action movie. It's fine. Like I have no basis to get any more involved with it, but I do have an involvement with this story on how it could have been, and. If you like, and the part that pisses me off is that its own creator pandered to an audience that he didn't need to, and he could have just wrote the same story and put it out in a movie, and it would have been fine. It would have been good, and people would have enjoyed it just as much. Just as many people would have watched this movie. And guess what? Netflix freaking paid you anyways. You get paid a certain amount of money. Maybe you got royalties off of a certain percentage of views. I don't know. But either way, you made a shitload of money. And I don't think you should compromise your work because of that. And I, I believe he did because yep. I know what the original story is. And a lot of other people know what the original story is. And if anybody has read this book and say they like this movie, I think you're a liar. Yeah. And it's just stupid. Strong words. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I will say for me, coming at it from somebody who, had, who, who didn't read the book this is a if you want to see some really good action scenes, mm-hmm. um, if you want to see just shut your mind off, watch a group of people tear through an army of men. Yes, that's what this movie is. So, if you like that, that's great. It's just, I, I would like more than that personally. Charlize Theron, I thought was great, honestly. I really enjoyed, she's really becoming. She's coming into her own as one of the greatest female action stars. Yes, I agree with you on that. Probably of all time. And she she does a very good job as Andy, the main character. Um, the it, this would lend itself so much better to a series, like we keep saying, because but you don't get Charlize Theron in a series. No, you don't. Do and you they, need her though? Do you really need her? There are thought, so many other actresses. They thought they needed her to sell the story, and they and they and it worked. I don't think you do without her as the lead actress. She's a big name. Without her, that's what sold the movie. That's what sells the movie. But I think for a series, you may not get the ultimate like views right off the bat. But I think if you build a good series, you're going to get the views. Yeah, you know, and I think you could have done that with a different actress. Which doesn't necessarily need to happen, but as a series, I think it would have done better because you can get into each character a lot better, and that's what they needed to do. Because in the book, you start to understand the backstory from all these characters, and then how they all intertwine, and the things that they've went through, you and like how they live together. Lost style, you could make it just like Lost. It's similar. Where to they that. do a flashback on each character, and you have that whole episode on them. They It'll do that in this in the yeah. trade. And I, and you wouldn't have to make a ongoing series. You could have just made it a mini series. You could have done it like you did the Outsider, 
Right. Like it's like, I don't think that's coming back. So no, I don't think just so. like a one time 10 episodes done. Here's a mini series, which yeah. they don't do enough of. They do it in England, Britain. They do it they a lot. They don't do it here. And, and they it, used to do it on HBO all the time. Yeah, they should do that. The miniseries is Tom Hanks did it a lot with Steven Spielberg. So anyway, I agree with you. Um, I'm not as passionate about hating it because, again, it does what it does well. But what it doesn't do is to a point. give you yeah. much story that you care about at all. No, like, you don't really. and they didn't have the time to do it because they wanted to show all the action. That's all they wanted to show. They didn't have time to actually build the story up. So it was sad. It's very sad that that came about. And because I, I, I don't know, maybe I built the expectation up for the movie a little too much. Um, but I think it was rightfully so. I think it was a just thing for me to build it up because the comic book's good. Yeah. And it was a short run. It's a short run comic book. It was only like one little, I think it was 12 issues. But they did so much more in that 12 issues than they could have ever done in a movie. Yeah, they should have made each issue into an episode. Once, yeah, one season or two six episode seasons, whatever you want to do. So there you go on that. Um, Long story short, read Lazarus. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Much better. Uh, I mean, I think the comic books are similar, but uh, Lazarus is very good. It's much longer. If you like Batman, I really suggest reading No Man's Land. It's a great book. Yeah, for sure. sure. Um, I I think that's all we got. That's all we got. So uh, we've been selling shirts. To people, if you want a shirt, uh, hit us up at info at snarfcomics.com or on our social media. They are $20 a shirt, 35 for a sweatshirt. 30 right? bucks for $30 a sweatshirt. $30 for a sweatshirt. I always forget that. Um, we have both of those. I'm wearing one. If you're watching the YouTube video, this is what the shirt looks like. I still should put out a, yeah, a we post or something about that. our sh- shirts. But uh, yeah, if you want one. Hit us up. We will get you one as soon as you order it. Please. We need um, to sell them. We also have patreon.com slash snarfcomics. And that's where you can get all sorts of things like bundle of snarfs, stickers, t-shirts, extra content. We've got a ton of extra uh, podcasts on there. Basically, all of them are anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half of extra content per episode that we put up. Yeah. Um, and I know, guys, uh, if you are... Uh, Patreon subscriber, we're a little behind uh, on some of the Patreon episodes. We're not really that far behind. I have no episodes to put out that we have recorded. I understand that. I'm just saying we haven't put one out for a while. Oh, right. We haven't recorded one in a bit. Um, So we're going to work on that. I don't know um, if we're going to get to that right away, but we are going to send, like at some point in the future, there'll be a flurry. Sure. That's how we operate. (laughs) It, It is how we operate. We put out a flurry of content. Like... Uh, a couple, it was like a month and a half ago, I put out a ton of content on Patreon, all in like one shot. Because I also put out uh, script pages from a comic book that we wrote in the past called Fourth Reich. You can read that there. I'll put those out. Throw I'll put some, some more out there. Yeah, I'll put some of those out tomorrow um, so you guys can keep reading that. And you can subscribe at $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, Correct. whatever you want, 25 a month. Like and us on Facebook. It Check helps out our, us. For sure, because um, we got bills to pay. Yeah. Check out our Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Um, And that's it. Yeah, that's it. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See you.